When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a click away. Order online and pick up at your local store. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, man. I mean, I was just here, wasn't I? Wasn't it deja vu there for a little bit? Like, I was here doing the show, and I was rolling, and then all of a sudden, the freezing came along, and, and now I gotta go ahead and do it from the top. That's eh, all good. I mean, if anything else, we'll just call it rehearsal. But you know the thing about rehearsal is, it's supposed to prepare you for the opening night. And now, it's time to go ahead and jump back in on it. So, welcome to the J-Man Show, here on... J360 Radio! <laughs> yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the J-Man Show, here for episode 245. If I didn't tell you that the first time, you know now. You know, and I'm your host, J-Man, of course, and, uh, you know, we have some pretty interesting things to talk about tonight, as per huge. But, you know, I don't get it. Like, what happened earlier, you know? Because we were getting it in, and then all of a sudden, you know, like, damn. <laughs> hey. That happens, you know, it just is what it is. I remember one time doing a J-Man episode, and it got hung up to the point where it wasn't even at many bytes link, and at the end of the day, I was going knee-deep in a subject, whereas, like, you know, the mini bytes, you know, they are what they are. They are the mini bytes. They don't need to go into too much detail, but it was weird because afterwards it came back, and even the sound was all corrupted and everything. It was just... Ew, <laughs> you know, but that's the way it goes sometimes. Like you know, as the machine around here in J360 Productions works, there's moments where there's upchuck, and sometimes you know it's just you got to take it out back, kill it with fire, and move on to the next one. So as we are about this, this is still main timeline, so you ain't got to worry about that multiverse stuff. Which, by the way, even that I remember when one time that stuff was actually interesting, and now. Everybody does it, and then you're like, which 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 timeline am I following? Am I following the prime, or am I following the, you know, the one where everything gets better, and or am I following the one where everything's perfect, and that's not even pleasure anymore? You know, little things like that, you know. And I always think about that, but like when I was talking about earlier, I was like, you know, sometimes like it, people are hack writers, and they're in these industries. Like, you know, they're in the studio system, and the thing is, is that they keep giving us more of the same, and they keep regurgitating stuff like they're used to, but they don't try for other things, you know what I'm saying? And if they do try, sometimes they get lazy about it, they get sloppy, or you look at, like, some independent films where, you know, a lot of creativity is still alive and well over there, but, you know, certain things they had to sacrifice in order to make things filmable, and sometimes you do run out of money. And, like, I I just look at it from time to time, and I'm like... There has to be a meeting of the mind somewhere. There has to be the proper nucleus and connect to all this kind of stuff. You get what I'm saying? And then, like, you know, why, why don't we just make some more movies that people are going to talk about? Not just make memes out of it all, but to talk about for times on end. Like that movie Moonfall. You know, to be honest with you, I was rooting for that film. I wanted a good disaster movie to take me out of my own disasters to a point. And then it, that kind of goes against the whole thing about reading this dystopian novel, 
you know, to get away from everything. But the dystopian stuff in the novel is real to form right now. So it's like leaving Delaware for Delaware. And it's like, mm, no, no, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but yeah, I was really rooting for that because I haven't seen a good disaster movie like that in a long time. But even as I look at what's going on overseas, you know, hmm. Yeah, little things like that make you, well, it's not even a little thing, but things like that make you go, hmm, exactly like that damn song from the 90s, which is still a hit, by the way. And I listen to that all the time. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, like, what I was saying earlier, though, about, like, you know, the Batman franchise and, like, the Star Wars franchise, because the Obi-Wan trailer dropped not too long ago. I talked about that yesterday. I'm really looking forward to that. But once again, you're seeing how the fan bases, whenever stuff goes to them, then they all start to complain about stuff. You know, a little bitching and moaning and a little bit of a little bit of crotch scratching and then going ahead and being unsatisfied about things until they actually see parts of the product and then they're like, Oh, that wasn't spoiled by the trailer, by the way. And then they go, Oh, yeah, this is what I wanted. This is the quintessential Batman and all and I'm like yeah, okay. You were out there with your torch and pitchforks not too long ago. You knew exactly what you were trying to do. You didn't want this movie to succeed. Even even with the sub-series that are coming with it. Oh, yeah, by the way, that's a rule nowadays. Oh, yeah, we got to make a series to bank off of this. And fortunately, I'm glad that they are paying attention to small-scale stuff because some of it is better than the large-scale stuff. I guess because of, you know, there's a lot of ground to cover, like character development and all that stuff, because that Peacemaker show was pretty decent. I, I don't I still don't care about the character, but you know, it's it's decent. Much like how like on Supergirl and stuff like that, you know, she got really whiny for me after a while. She got confident later on, but damn that was a mountain to climb. You know, it's like, ah. Uh, and, and and I look at it and I'm like, well, at least we're seeing more people from the DC universe coming in and like when they did their little crossovers and all, it was wasn't bad. I mean the Arrowverse was well, it's the Flashverse now, isn't it? So Mm. it wasn't bad you know what i mean it was a good ride for its time there are moments where it's like damn i wish this would end but that's like with any franchise i mean it's just like everybody complaining about marvel i wish like you know you cannot knock a franchise for being successful the problem is it's too damn successful and people are still honing in on that like it's the end all be all and it shouldn't be like if you're going to talk about like time displacement and all that kind of stuff that's cool make it to the point where you raise the stakes for it and all and then sometimes it doesn't need a sequel. A good standalone movie will be just fine. You know? Even though you probably never see that character again. Like the end of Quantum Leap. He never made it home. Oh, which, by the way, that's supposed to be getting a reboot too, right? Hmm. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Either way, I always try to think, like, what... Because I know a lot of my podcast friends out there did not like that ending. But I'm sure, like, they have things in mind of how that show should have ended. I mean... Are you going to do it to the point where it's like multiverse, where it's not really the same doc? Or are you going to do it like how Doctor Who is still trying to find a win with some of their latest stuff after what they have done? You know, it's little questions. Inquiry minds want to know. But I am not here to go ahead and throw shade on all these things entirely. Because the shade always falls on itself. <laughs> kind of like how like The Flash and Aquaman 2... And um, what is the third third DC movie is actually delayed until, what, 2023? So, mm. I was looking forward to it. No, Shazam. Yeah, yeah. How could I forget about Shazam? That was a fun movie. 
like, you know, I just look at it from time to time. And I'm like, no, maybe they got a plan at stake or maybe there's something going on. But, you know, when it comes to the DC superheroes, Warner Brothers is its worst enemy. You know what I mean? It fights amongst itself. It just keeps itself inwards, which is like, I think I mentioned this on SATA. Knowing me, I probably mentioned it to you guys on all the other shows around here. I I was very disappointed on how they handled DC Universe. But I am very pleased of how they handled Godzilla. Because, man, if they went, if they messed that franchise up, I come back. I don't even know him at that point. And I love Bugs Bunny and Daffy, too. But it's like, mm, I, can't, I can't support y'all no more. This is it. Get out. Leave me alone. Little things like that, you know. It's just, <laughs> wow. And then, like, you know, it took us a lot of striding and a lot of time to get to this Batman movie, let alone this Batgirl movie that's supposed to be coming. And then, like, you know, I would love to see a Nightwing movie, but these things were supposed to happen in 2019, remember? So, and then, like, this this Batman movie was originally supposed to be Ben Affleck's Batman movie. So I remember that, too. Eh, it is what it is. But then again, this is where you guys chime in and be like, Hey, Jay, man, why you care anyway? You said you didn't want to see the movie and all that stuff. Well, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I know what I said. I still live by what I said. But I'm also going to go see this movie to see if it's all about the hype. Yeah, for real, I am. I'm going to go to see it tomorrow. And I'm going to go ahead and be as, you know, non-biased as I can. I won't even use y'all input for this. This is me looking at it with fresh eyes. No expectations whatsoever. Because God knows they gave a lot away in that trailer. <laughs> As they do, right? So it's like, you know, I'm just going to go and try to get away from it all. See exactly how they made this the quintessential Batman as everybody runs around with. Because I noticed, like, whenever these movies come out, these kind of movies, that is. Like, if it's a Batman, James Bond, Spider-Man, all that kind of stuff. It's always measured up with the other live-action portrayals. It's always measured up with all those things from, you know, when we were all a lot more youthful, innocent, and more tolerant of things. You see what I'm saying? But, mm, no. It's kind of like how, like, well, let's see, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, everybody saw, like, the concept art for Seth Rogen's take. And, you know, I don't like the way the character design looked. As a matter of fact, I thought, like, the way they looked in the 2017 animated feature looked a lot better. But then at the same time, the way they looked in the the 2003 show was a little bit better than that. So, you know, it's like, you know, give or take. And you see, the thing about the Turtles is the Turtles are in a multiverse of their own anyway. So, if anything, this is just another take where you look at it, it's like, oh, okay, I see where he's going with it. Because, you know, what we see in terms of concept can change in the final product anyway. But, once again, because we have to be quick to react to things and show our velming hate and then at the same time be the angry video game nerds or the angry uh, whatever nerds of our time because nerd culture isn't for nerds anymore. Sorry to say that, but at the same time, it's not. It's mainstream as can be. So you you got to realize this. Not only are there people out there who um, don't know about what they're complaining about, but they find it fun to complain about because it's an attention-getting way. See? So as I look at this stuff and I'm like, you know what? It'll never hold a candle to the 1990s Turtle film. That's a classic. And whatever they try to do, a lot of us want them to be back in suits anyway, 
But you see, after a while, it's like this. Okay, the suits look damn good, but where are we going to cheap out at in terms of, like, you know, less fighting, more talking, or in terms of, like, you know, you see them, and, like, like what are they going to be acting like ninjas that they are, or are they going to be outward and about, like, in the 80s, you know, cartoon? Things like that, you know? That's where I'm going with that whole thing. But once again, though, people still take those movies and they still put them up on their rating schedule, compare and contrast, rather than I always say, why don't you just enjoy all the damn movies? At least we got these movies. You understand? And then, what's really crazy in comics dumb is when people get mad at Superman fans. And I get it. Like, you know, there are Superman fans that are really, really arrogant about soups to the T. Like, they never saw, like, how Batman could actually prep to counter or at least equalize Superman, right? You know, because that doesn't happen. Now, I've read it. I've seen it. I'm not impressed still. Because, you know, they're both great heroes, and I like them. They're the world's finest. And if they're hanging out with their other buddies, they're the League. But at the same time, before, like, all the other spotlights are thrown on the other heroes, those are usually the first two you see. And the third one is Wonder Woman. And whomever's representing the Lanterns at the time. Because they are all part of the League at one time. So don't ever forget that. But, you know, what what do I know, right? I mean, I've only been a part of this crap, like, uh, gee, uh, half my life. So it's like, come on. (laughs) But, yeah, you, you can't win with that. And a lot of these people are just movie fans anyway. Oh, they go and they find Google, put in this whole thing, but, oh, did you know that? Yes, I knew that, and it's not a quiz session. Get the hell out of here. You don't own real estate in this stuff. It's open to everybody. Go F yourself. Just be a part of this whole thing. Be inclusive, you know? And then those fake nerds and stuff like that, they they need to shut up too. But it, it is what it is. But, you know, as I go into the hearing to see this movie, I know it's a three-hour fest, and I don't care. You know, it's the same thing with Endgame. When Endgame came out, everybody was like, Oh, it's a three-hour fair! Oh, what are we gonna do? Oh, oh, I have to, um, um, I won't be able to enjoy my soda and drink! Comes out on DVD and Blu-ray in about, what, three or so months? I'll be fine. That's when I was drinking soda at the time, and that is big, massive root beer. Man, my bladder was ready to bust! And you know what? It was like right when Nebula was hacked or something like that, you know, and <laughs> Thanos found out what was going on. I was like, yep, time to go. So I got up out of my corner seat, which is the best seat in the house for those of you that are like me. And, you know, no, I don't constantly go to the bathroom. But the thing is, is that, you know what? When you drink that large drink and the bladder buster does what it's supposed to do, you answer. And see, as I hobbled my way to the from. I, I could imagine that that final battle sequence was going to be good. I didn't care about any more of the plot. So, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's going to go to Earth and then he's going to start some stuff. And then as soon as I did the thing, washed my hands and hobbled back into the, uh, hobbled back into the theater, six foot three, you know, and, um, <laughs> sat right down and watched the rest of the movie. I wasn't, whether I was in the right seat or not, it didn't matter. I got to manage to look and see how everything went down, and I didn't miss anything. And yes, I washed my hands, okay? And just saying that, just to let you know I did. But yeah, you know, like uh, three hours, it's, what do I got to do for the rest of the day? I'm go- I took the time to go see this movie. So yeah, I'm just going to go enjoy it and, you know, 
give my whole thing to it as I talk to Marco about it on a Hangouts episode sometime, and then we'll go from there. And then, who knows, I'll probably be playing the Arkham games on the Power Play. And, you know, speaking of which, um, speaking of which, though, about the Power Play, the Power Play comes back next week. We're going to step back into it, we're going to go ahead and solve the story, and we're going to have some fun, you know? But as I look into this, though, like, I realize that a lot of other properties that are going to be coming our way are based off of video games, too, like the Halo series, like um, the Last of Us series. I think God of War has just been announced to have a series. But, you know, even with that, I- I'd love to see that, though. <laughs> you know, sometimes just to just to go ahead and just get through my day, I like to play any of those God of War games, you know? Because it's visceral and real, and I like kicking the crap out of the Greek gods. You know, it's just, it, 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 it makes my teeth white. You know what I mean? Like, I am so happy to see that, that they're actually going to follow through on that. that. That's really cool. And, you know, as a series, that could work. Once again, enough room for character development. And then I, I always love Kratos as, as a character, you know? Tragic backstory, caught in some BS and manipulation, and things really got worse after he tries to fix everything. You know? And I'm not including all the stuff with the Norse gods. They're a bunch of dicks, too, to be honest with you. But... I love that Viking life, too. So whichever way they try to go about that series, I'm looking forward to it. And then not only that, I'm looking forward to Ragnarok as well. There's a lot of new games. Well, certain games that I have my eye on. Not too many games that I'm in love with to buy because I got big things in the works right now. But there are things that I put aside some cash flow for. Like, mm, yo, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Calbun Collection. Mm, um, like, you know, the, the Capcom Fighting Collection that has all the Darkstarkers games in it. Mm, uh, yeah. Mm, mm. Hey, hey. For a while there, they were sitting on that franchise. And even that newest one, what, what's it called? It's like, it's one where, you know, like, pretty much have Iron Man suits and you're fighting against dinosaurs and stuff. What is it? Exo, Exo something? Exo Patriot, something like that. Whatever. But the thing is, that's another Capcom game I could get into. Uh, which, by the way, I wish EA would bring back Anthem. But then again, you know, Anthem was kind of a mountain to climb, too, in some respects. But I don't know. My good friend Alan is having a good time playing it. So, you know, and as long as he's having a good time, I mean, why not, you know? But like I said, if it didn't try, if it didn't go right the first time, Chances are the second time could be better. I mean, like, prototype phases and all that kind of stuff. Iron out the bugs. You never know. Like, it could be a hit later on. But those projected sales, though, right? Because, I mean, it's saying something now because people are trolling Street Fighter Six, And they're not strolling, trolling Street Fighter Six because it's been announced. They're trolling it because of that logo that Capcom used is actually in use by another company. So that's really embarrassing. When at the same time, I mean, all they could have done was just take the original Street Fighter logo and just slap it back there along with 6. But you see, the problem is, as they're doing this kind of stuff, and it's really cool to see, like, the evolutions of the characters, because Luke is supposed to take over as main character while Ryu is supposed to be in maybe a mentorship role. That's fine. But you see, the problem is, is that people want change, talk about change, but they are highly against it. And they're afraid of it the first time they see it. A good example of this would be Soul Calibur V. Yes, Soul Calibur V. Oh boy. You know, Siegfried wasn't the character anymore. 
that you followed. No, it was it was um Sophitia's son and all the other twists and turns that you went through because they brought back like those uh pathways from um Soul Calibur three. And so as you're going through that whole thing, they, they got rid of some characters, aged up other characters. And that to me was good, but the problem is it was the gameplay was really, really weak compared to like four and three. Hell, it was damn weak compared to two. And not only that, a lot of people did not like the changes that were made. Like how certain characters are not in the Mythos anymore. If you're certain dudes not in the Mythos, chances are you're not playing that game. You know, I think Street Fighter 3 ran into that problem because it felt too different from, you know, Street Fighter 2. And it, to be fair, Street Fighter 2 had a whole damn sub-series with it. Along with uh, Street Fighter 3 later on having a mini-sub-series with it. And they just brought Chun-Li back in the uh, double impact in the third one, right? Out of that Street Fighter 3, if I'm saying it correctly. So it's very interesting how that goes, that went down. But you see, nowadays a lot of people appreciate Street Fighter 3 for being different. You know, it's one of those things where, like, it just needed to be rested on. People saw interest in it, and they all got involved, and they started playing the hell out of it, especially when it was available on the Xbox 360 and all. Like, and it was online play. And it was available on PS3, too. It was. But, see, the thing is, it's like, when that came back and people were actually playing it and they saw, like, how it had a flow system to it, it had a parry system to it, and it was just like, you could easily get involved in that game. People actually respected it. But it took a while to get there. And then even after, even then, though, they saw it as a flop. So they had to go back to basics. So they went back to the Alpha series. And then, you know, after a while, it was just rehash, rehash, rehash. And then we weren't getting anything new until Street Fighter 4 came along. And even then, that was after we all played, like, the worst port of Street Fighter 2 on the Xbox 360. Where it was slow, buggy, and, well, delays here and there. But, you know, we all still played it. And we bought it. And they were like, oh, my God, people are actually still a fan of this franchise. So we brought it back to life. That's when the fan base actually worked. But if you're people like uh, my dear brother Alan, who never played any of the Street Fighter Four incarnations, somehow found a way to complain about like what Capcom does. Oh, they keep having a new version out all the time, Jay. Uh, you know what I mean? And then as I spend my $15, which, because you have a discount anyway, as a fan that stepped into the thing, Alan... It's a little different. It doesn't bother me as much because that was 15 bucks I could spend. So you see, but I also had to uh, get rid of the original one because it didn't build off of that. It built off of the Super Street Fighter 4. And the reason why I'm telling you all this stuff right now tonight, guys, because it's damn relevant and I'm a fan of that series. And hell, you know, even if I'm in the pine box where I go to my eternal rest, chances are there's going to be a fight pad in my hand and Street Fighter one of them at the bottom of it or the theme plan that's right damn it (laughs) when i go see god i'm bringing a game but you know like there's been series on that too and then there's been like um you know animated movie the animated movie is always a classic it's a crown jewel here in my anime collection um and then of course you know like there was fan-made series that were really decent uh, the movie, the movie was funny. The movie was funny. Uh, as for the second movie with Chun-Li, that, that's a disrespect, man. That's a slap in the face. You know, the King of Fighters movie is better than that damn movie. Seriously, though. And no offense to my pops, because he, he, he's got a good eye for movies, but that is not his best throw. 
And I can say the same thing for my uh, sister regarding the Wing Commander movie. And again, I don't remember my sister playing the Wing Commander games. So maybe that's why she liked it. See, at those times, like, you know where they took liberties with the franchises and stuff like that? You could tell who liked it for basically being a movie rather than basically the property it's based off of. You know? So, like, kind of like the Double Dragon movie, which is... It's a cult favorite of mine, alright? You know what I mean? Because, like, I know, like, Scott Wolf can't fight for crap in it, but I was a big fan of Mark Dacascus, and if Brandon Lee was still living... I would love to have seen a movie with those two in it, which could have been Double Dragon, damn it. And I could have directed it. It could have been sweet, awesome, wholesome, bloody. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those kind of things. And then the same thing for like the uh, Mortal Kombat movie. Like this new one that came out. We were all very polarized by that. But it seemed like that's the best they can get whenever they make like movies these days. A polarizing movie. A movie that divides us up because we're all so highly opinionated. And we all are like, oh man, we're entitled to these things being chez magnifique. They have to be exactly like the games I play. Well, you see, here's the funny part about that, right? One, some of these games might those are so like grown over time it's gonna be kind of hard it's kind of like when you look at the tekken movie and certain characters were giving central you know a, a central focus like you know you would like to see more of what june was about in that movie but you didn't you know you would like to have known more but they they really respected that because guess what june was um you know june disappeared we never found june even up to tekken 7 we never found june we found heihachi's wife but we have never found June. And we found that the devil gene goes through her family. But somehow Jinpachi, who is... Is Jinpachi Heihachi's uh, dad? He has it. So, wow. That, wow. If you think about it, the storyline of seven kind of eats the storyline of five. Or six. Five, five, five. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's little things like that. I say that a lot, guys. So you just get used to it, all right? This is a damn sixth season of this show. You better deal with my damn verbal text. But, yeah, so... Mm, yeah, looking back on it. But, like, you know, what I'm saying is that certain rosters are huge. Certain characters are only going to make it to that first movie. And, if anything, if it's the core fighters of, like, certain movies that are going to make it, then that's fine. But it leaves the anticipation for a sequel. And then sometimes the sequel comes out and it doesn't live up to a damn thing. And another example is, yes, the Tekken live-action movie. Decent on a, a decent on a Saturday afternoon to watch. Not gonna win any real top favors, but you know it's a popcorn flick. But that second one they tried to make, which was pretty much a whole different movie, they just went ahead and slapped the Tekken logo on it, and still you didn't fight Heihachi in it. And neither one of them. Now I think about it, that, that sucks ass. But you know, to be fair, uh, Tagawa is older now, so you can't necessarily fight him on that level. But still, there, there's other ways of going about it. Yeah, but he will always be Shang Tsung, and that's why like the earlier Mortal Kombat movie will always be a crown jewel in the movies lineup that I have around here because I'm bringing that feature back too. It's just ugh. <laughs> certain movies that you know you have to get through are really really painful. Like, yeah, Double Dragon movie, kind of cringe in areas, but, you know, to be fair, it did match up certain parts of the games. Like, there was a part where the Lee brothers fought each other. And then, like, all them damn people coming out there attacking the Lees and stuff throughout a dystopian Los Angeles. Yeah, that did happen. So, you know, that's that's okay. 
And, you know, like, when they do certain things that are, like, the Doom movie, like, that whole first-person sequence was just, really, that's what got my money to go see it. But I've already talked about how I couldn't redeem that film, but that was an enjoyable part. And then they made those other Doom movies, too, right? Like, wasn't there one called Armageddon, and it sucked? No, like, like, like it had nothing to do with anything. You didn't even deal with the Doom Slayer in that one. It's just like, oh, we're, we're, we're on a scientific expedition. We're the ones that opened the gates and, of hell on Mars, and they're just tearing us apart. There's nothing we can do. But you see, none of the characters were likable, so they had to go dust to dust. And peace be the journey. Yeah, see, when it's at that point, and I don't care about the characters, I hope they die. At least I'm being honest. And then, like, uh, let's see. Like, I didn't get a chance to see the Resident Evil reboot all the way. I managed to see bits and pieces. At least they have, like, you know, characters from the games playing a more prominent role instead of, like, uh, Miss Alice. You know, Alice can do anything Alice. It's amazing, right? Like, when in, like, the Star Wars franchise with... Like, everybody was annoyed by Rey, unless you wanted to be Rey, or unless you, you know, <laughs> you chances are you were probably annoyed with her because she could do things without with little to no training and stuff. You know, the Mary Sue of Mary Sue's, but at the same time, what about Alice from Resident Evil? Wasn't she kind of a Mary Sue in a way? Because there's been many times where she could have been infected, killed, all this other stuff. And I'm not talking about the power she had in the second um, Resident Evil movie. I'm talking about, like, let's just think about her as a character throughout each and every single damn one of them. You know? There's been many, many times where that could have been resolved. But, eh, it is what it is. But once again, the, for that argument where people are saying, like, I want it to be exactly like the games. Why don't you just play the damn game, then? You know? Like how they're going to show Master Chief's face in the Halo series. Okay, it's not a requirement. You don't have to watch it. You can just play the Halo games. Where, you know, at the same time, they te lightly tease on it. But at the same time, Cortana already calls him John in, like, the fourth one. So it's like, yeah, you know? I mean, some of that mystery is gone. And if you read the novels and you read the comics and, you know, you're knee-deep in Halo... Chances are you already have an idea of what he looks like and all. But once you see him, you'll probably be sorely disappointed. But that's just the way that goes. I mean, like, I remember when they kept unmasking Spider-Man in Spider-Man 3. I was like, stop doing this. I think I know who the hell this character is now. Because it is the second sequel in a series where, guess what? I already know who the hell he is. And the same thing for, like, you know, secret identities in general. Like, some people will come out of the woodwork and say, I'm glad there's no secret identities in the MCU. I am so happy about that. Shut up, shill. All right? It wouldn't be a secret identity with those involved in the team. No kidding. Hell, the same thing can be said for the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. Because they're in the group with each other. They're on that first name basis. Get it right. Ah, damn. Unless they're, like, actively doing something, then they start using their code names. But I just don't, you know, it's just like, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, that's what I was going at with that whole thing. But once again, why don't we all just be happy that we have these movies? Why don't we all just be happy that we have this whole thing going on? And then you always wonder, like, where we go from here. Are we going to go and present a more variety? I would like to hope that we would do more variety things. You know, not hang on to the superhero genre that much. Or not hang on to, like, 
you know, things that are like a quick buck. Or you could go ahead, like with the Uncharted movie. I mean, it got made. I mean, what, what else can we do? Much in the same way like the Assassin's Creed movie. That got made. That's actually a thing. Or like, um, yeah, Prince of Persia. The Yeah, that movie. I actually like that one. It got me away from a bad day at work. I I loved it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, I know a lot of y'all disagree with me on like some of these things, and as you should. I I didn't make this show to be liked. I made this show because I had something to say. It's just as simple as that. But what I'm saying is, is like, let's go for doubles on this kind of stuff because I'm looking back over these things as I'm reviving certain certain features of J360 Productions here. Not to mention as I'm bringing the power play back, and you know I'm doing a power play show without beyond the power play and the thing is it's like yeah you know it's double duty see how it all matches up <laughs> yeah but you know i just uh, i i i don't get like what the end game is i i i would always wonder what 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 <laughs> now nah, i'm playing that too much I always wonder, like, what would be the major end game? What would be that one movie that exists to satisfy everybody? It's hard to think about, right? Because you're never going to satisfy everybody. Even if you gave them something that they wanted, or, like, you used characters that they liked, or if you just went at a franchise and made something big about it. If they had a Call of Duty franchise movie or show, I wonder how that would go down. Because it's like, am I playing the dude on the box? Am I a big part of the story? Which one's Soap McTavish? Captain Price? Is that you? He, hey, he doesn't have a handlebar mustache like in the games. Ah, nerd rage! Uh, calm the F down, alright? It could be young Captain Price and how he became, you know, a great hero under Staff Sergeant McDougal. You know, it's like yeah like a long time ago i used to be into that stuff man i used to love call of duty <laughs> uh, especially the chat room the chat rooms were always the best i mean look see sometimes a lot of people get offended though and they freak out or they fall apart it seems because like you know they hear things that is inappropriate and not politically correct and you gotta remember those people in the chat room unless you invited them they're not your friends they're assholes too you know what I'm saying? So, here's the thing. Use your guns. Use your skills. Battle back. You know what I'm saying? Except for, like, when they go ahead and they uh, spawn trap and spawn camp this and go ahead and use a helicopter at you, which is why you should always have, like, a rocket launcher on you. Just so you can smack that bird out of the sky. You know, <laughs> I used to do that all the time in Call of Duty. I used to always have that class on because, one, it was my favorite class to do. But every time, like, they would be up in the air with those helicopters and stuff. Hell yeah, shoot that damn thing out of the sky. Kiss my ass. Yeah, they used to hate me for that. They'd be like, darn you. Well, you probably know my handle anyway if you watch the Power Play series. But the crazy thing is, is that I used to love it when they got mad. Once again, something else that, that makes my teeth white and makes my heart pump. You know what I mean? And I love it. Every bit of it. You know, I like it so much, I should go ahead and start bringing some special features back. I mean, some things that weren't canceled, but it was always about timing. You understand what I'm saying? Like, the timing to do everything. Uh, I know there's going to be a lot that will happen when I'm over there westward, but let's just say, hmm, you know, it's just, what would you guys like to do? 
Yeah, you know, you guys are the J360 Legion. What would you guys like to do on the power play sometime? Like, let me know these things. Because, see, like, a long time ago, I used to do Halo Nights all the time. And you know something? They never stopped. What happened was we went on that one event, and I think old boy got so toxic because he won the thing and all this other crazy stuff. I don't know. I'm not trying to reopen old wounds. But at the same time, I don't mind cutting an arm off. I don't care anymore. But the point is, is then again, did I ever? <laughs> Look, the whole thing is, is this. Because we all need to get an outlet. And we all need to have some fun. And we all need to go and do things. A lot of content creators, a lot of, you know, whomever, like, you know, talk to me about it sometimes. And when I start opening up the Discord again, that'll take some time because I'm still working with the website. But, you know, you guys can talk to me about that on the Twitter, at J360Productions or at JMBrady360 if you really want to. Like, I'll bring it back. I mean, like, I'm not entirely done with it. I might have not had a good Halo night or the best Halo ever, but, you know, the fun part about it is is that you get better over time and you can play it again because none of them people that are in the back screaming, cussing, or whatever own real estate in your mind, let alone where you play your games at. So, you know, it's just all about having a good time. And not only that, but, uh, yeah, you know, you might make some new friends and stuff like that because you kept playing. It's the same thing with Street Fighter and all that stuff. I purposely would have battled, um, beat him down in Street Fighter. I would have loved to have done that. That would have been a great season finale, but, you know, people, when they, when they get all pissy and go on their period sometimes, yeah. yeah. See, I don't have that problem. But don't take it the wrong way, okay? Don't take it the wrong way. You hear me? What I'm saying is is that be cool about this stuff so other people can be cool with you. And then here's the thing. Like, I mean, I should learn a lot that day. I learned, like, who's actually about community, who's actually about friends, and who actually isn't. So, I lived a good life here, folks. I mean, especially with building this series and as I'm bringing other things back, we're going to have a good time. And hopefully, like, you know... You know, as we grow and stuff like that, we'll have more people that are a help instead of a hindrance. And hopefully, like, this dystopian backdrop won't succeed and be a thing for all of us. I said hopefully. I know how some of you guys are. But other than that, though, it felt pretty good giving you guys another episode tonight. You have a third one coming. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about that for a minute. Okay, so don't be ashamed if you think that that singles episode is only for new people. Nope. For those that have been in the Jam Fam, you're welcome to be on it too. There's 20 slots, each each one that is for one artist alone. This whole thing is to actually get me prepared for Jamiversary, and it's Jam's Light. We're going to have a good time. Uh, just bring about it, or just go ahead and make a request for one of your songs. Talk. Communicate, okay? It's not a big deal. We're going to have some fun because Jams 43 is next week. And if you want to hold off for Jams 43, it's entirely up to you. But, you know, once again, there's a plan in play here. And I know some of y'all really need a musical show that night. So that's why you pretty much got a special J-Man show episode coming up to go ahead and seal up this triple play. You get me? And we will reconvene at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern. All right? But I want you guys to take care of yourselves. We'll talk again soon. And, you know, it's always an honor hosting this show and running J360 Productions and, you know, entertaining all of you. So until then, though, you guys take care for me. This is J-Man signing off. Peace. Mm-hmm.